Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect working in eastern Massachusetts. My specialty is additions and renovations to existing homes. So this podcast is meant for homeowners who are interested in learning all they can before they start their home renovation. Today I talked to Carol Moyles about your landscape. What did you think about when you are renovating your property on the exterior? Carol is a landscape designer. She's practiced in the New England area for over 25 years, and her projects have ranged from residential to academic and recreational, all different types of projects. She serves on a variety of local committees and boards, including at the Boston Architectural Center, the Boston Society for Landscape Architects, and her town's Historic District Commission. So we talked about what the difference was between a landscape architect, landscape designer, and a landscaper. How do you know when you need which person? How do you get started? What should you think about? And what is a good reason for undergoing the whole property renovation instead of maybe just planting some grass and foundation plantings? So here's my conversation with Carol. Well, welcome, Carol. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you. I appreciate your I appreciate your time and to me this is the perfect time of year to be talking about about gardens and what what you can do and looking at all those catalogs and um, you know dreaming of a warmer day when it's seven degrees or six or whatever it was today this morning. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's a great time to think in advance about um, setting things up and engaging um, with the designers so that you're all set when the ground thaws and you're you're ready to in, to uh, make some changes outside. Yeah, so first I just wanted to clarify what is the difference between a landscape architect, a landscape designer and a landscaper? When do you need which? I mean, when is it right. overkill? What if you could explain that to me, that would be. Yeah, great. I'd be happy to. Um so a landscape architect um or the or the act of landscape architect is really the work of making um, many specific kinds of outdoor environments, which can include um, landscape renovation, but it also, but uh, landscape architects also can take on a broader or more complex role of design, um, including park design, commercial, institutional environments. So the breadth of their work um, can include residential, but they're also qualified to take to take on these different type of landscapes. Um, a landscape architect receives an undergraduate or a graduate degree in landscape architecture, and then has to become licensed in whatever state that they live in um, by passing an exam and keeping up with continuing educational classes and seminars to maintain that license status. Okay, so it's kind of like an architect in that way. I mean, exactly. It is. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Same kind of requirements, same kind of education requirements. Now, a landscape designer um, usually works on smaller residential projects. Um, they may have a landscape degree or completed certificate or have completed a certificate program, but they do not have a license. So they can't call themselves a landscape architect. Um, landscape designers are, are usually more focused on plantings than complex landscapes. Um, so a complex landscape, that would be more including retaining walls and 
hardscape yes. and exactly exactly so um a landscape architect has been trained to kind of think about okay what are what are the outdoor programming requirements um are there unique soil or wetland conditions that need to be um dealt with as part of the property does does the client want walls installed or landscape structures and also like the manipulation the manipulation of grading or grades outside, um, the landscape architect has training in um, such that they can execute um, the design with all those considerations involved. What about a landscaper? Okay. Um, so a landscaper's role is, is more of um, how to build and maintain gardens and outdoor landscape environments. Um, their services usually in, in, include ensuring that there's healthy plant growth on the property and it off, often includes lawn maintenance if that's part of the property component. Um, they can provide weekly or seasonal maintenance, um, including fall and spring cleanups and ongoing maintenance like pruning plants and fertilizing. Um, there's no minimal educational requirements for a landscaper, but they may be certified in operating certain outdoor installation equipment to build the landscape or certification in applying herbicides or pesticides as associated with garden maintenance. Okay, but they are um, not necessarily designers and they don't, they might know about about plants yeah, and things. They could, absolutely. but not necessarily. It's more of a maintenance I think so. I mean, a landscape person, a landscaper could come in and replace, you know, one individual plan or, or maybe replace what was once designed and know how to, to do that. But um, they really don't take on really a lot of the, the design um, aspects of, of renovation. How would a homeowner know which one to call? I guess it depends on the magnitude of their issues, right? So if they have water issues or if they have wetlands or if they have um, a slope they want to contain or something like that, it sounds like they should call a landscape architect. Yeah, a landscape architect um, is hired to work with the client in developing a design and then typically produces documents as associated with the design that then the client would hire a landscape contractor for the installation. And also the landscape architect can oversee the construction to ensure that the work that is designed is being installed properly according right. to the documents. What about a landscape designer? So if they were gonna hire, just they wanted to lay out some new perennial beds at their, um, at their house, that's when they would call a designer probably. Yeah, that, the scope of the work um, for a landscape designer um, often is at that smaller scale um, for a design that maybe focuses on planting alone. It's not to say that um, there may be some uh, landscape structures involved with that. Um, and the other unique thing about a landscape designer is not only can a landscape designer provide design services, but they may have, as part of their company, an associated crew mm -hmm. that can offer not only landscape design, but installation services as part of like a complete package. 
Um, I mean, landscape renovation improvements can really improve the overall value of your home and your property. Yeah. Um, and actually, according to the lands, uh, the American Society of Landscape Architects, they actually recommend investing 10% of your home's value in landscaping. Really? 10%? Um, yeah. Seriously. Which, so you know, is that depending a key- on where you live, it could be, you know, a big number or a small number. Um, other studies suggest that you can increase your home's value by between five and 15% by spending the equivalent percentage on landscape maintenance and upgrades. So you kind of have to think of it proportionally like, okay, what's the value of the house? What's the value of the property? Um, how does the landscape contributing to that? And if I resell the house, um, does the landscape play a role with with regard to the value of the property? Hmm. That's a lot higher than I would have guessed. I, I know. I think a lot of people are, have a misconception about the cost of what certain elements might be, like bluestone can cost mm, 36 to $40 a per square foot. So mm-hmm. when you think about a kitchen and, and installing granite, what's that per square foot? So it just depends on the level and um, what type of thing, what type of components the, the homeowner is really looking to provide in, in their landscape, um, on their landscape property. So it can be elaborate or it can be simple. So what does a home, a homeowner, what do they need to do to get started with their property renovation? Well, a great place to start is to really consider, you know, what is the scope of their services? What are they really looking for? Do they want a fresh start? And if they do, you know, maybe a landscape architect or designer can do that for them. Or do they want to just spruce up their property and they can engage with with the with the landscape contractor to provide um, better maintenance and better level of quality of that of that landscape? Um, so starting with the understanding of like the renovation that they're going to be doing or how long they're going to be living on the property, um, those are considerations they should start thinking about and also actively looking at the credentials of the services of whoever they might hire. Websites are a great source um, and can provide a great way of um, providing the client some useful information about what types of services those, um, those professionals have. And some websites even describe their process on their website. So you get a real sense of, of what's involved with their services Um, As part of a a transaction, when you sell or buy a home, you typically receive a plot plan. Um, Having a plot plan or a survey of the property is a great way to start. Um, And then I think what what is really most important for how how somebody gets started is if, for instance, you've just moved into a home, um, if they're patient, I think observing your landscape is really important. Um, getting a better sense of the sun orientation, um, the seasonal aspects of their property. Um, what condition are their existing plantings in? Are they too big? Are they out of scale? Is there not enough? Or do they have pri- uh, privacy concerns with perhaps the change of the environment around them? Um, and also really understanding like the time frame of, of staying in your home and, and what is your budget. So 
it's a lot to swallow, but I think being patient and really observing your landscape is a great way to begin to understand exactly what you might need. Yeah, I have found that I experiment a lot with plants and trees and shrubs and everything. And it has taught me patience because there's nothing I can do to make a tree grow to maturity faster. It's still going to take maybe eight years or more, you know, to get that tree to a certain size. So I'm just amazed every year at what comes back and when it comes back and it all unfolds. So when you buy a new property, you really have no idea what what's there unless you do at least spend a year observing. Yeah, I, I, I really I really think it's a, it's a wise idea, especially for a new property, because you're stepping into something that's totally new, a new environment that's you're going to be spending a lot of time in and and you really want to make the most of, of what you have. So the observation and taking notes and even pictures and, as you say, like looking at inspirational images of what you think you might be doing in that landscape can give you some sense of, of direction in moving forward. What I often tell people is not to get your heart set on a particular variety of tree, let's say, because that might not be appropriate to your site. It may mm-hmm. not be available. It may not, like, I really wanted a, um, what are they called? They're called, um, it could Bradford pear. No, yeah. it's not a pear. It's like, it's like a heart tree. No, it's, it's like, it's oh, red bud. Yeah. Red I, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a red bud is a beautiful tree. It's a native tree um, to New England, so it's got some attributes. Um, it's an under. It's a. Uh, it's naturally an understory tree by nature, so it grows underneath big oaks um, and can take a fair amount of shade. So each tree is so unique and just so particular with regard to what its likes are and what its dislikes are in in a landscape. So having somebody with that knowledge to guide you with coming up with, I think it really, it's really coming up with a vision for your landscape, an overall vision. I think of the landscape as an extension of the house and creating outdoor rooms outside. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you see yourself engaging with the landscape? Are you gonna be entertaining large groups? small groups? Do you like to cook outside or dine outside? Do you use your landscape as an office or a place to write or create art? Um, Do you have kids that might be using the landscape and need play structures and how that will that landscape evolve over time when they begin to use more sports equipment setups and things like that? Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to cultivate a garden or grow food? Um, and as you said, mentioned with the native landscapes, do you want a, a garden that incorporates native species to contribute to, you know, your regional native ecological environment around you? That always seems so, like a good, a good idea to me. And also having, uh, just on my tiny little property that I have, we have a lot of praying mantises and a lot of butterflies and other things. Mm-hmm. I never use any chemicals or anything. It's pretty hands-off. A little wild, but um, I don't know. It seems to me that's my opportunity to help. So, Absolutely. I mean, there's so much you can do. And, and just the whole aspect of insects and the importance of insects and what inspe- insects depend on for their survival is really based in 
in um, plants. So Mm -hmm. having that knowledge um, or having that guidance from someone who can steer you in the right direction, if that's your interest, um, can, can do that. And, and you have to remember that, you know, gardens and landscapes aren't static. They're always evolving. They're always changing. Unlike a house. I mean, a house, I guess, can change and evolve depending on what you do with it. But, um, there's so much complexity with, with the garden. I think that, um, it just becomes this thing that you take on. And of course it's going to change over time. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's part of the beauty of, of, uh, having a garden or having a landscape that you can observe or see, see the changes. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely turned me into one of those old ladies who chases kids away from my stone wall when they're picking the moss off and throwing it in in the street (laughs) or something. But it's so, uh, going out and just seeing what comes back every spring to me, that's such a, um, you just hope that certain things made it, some things didn't make it. And it's just, you just have to, I don't know, kind of go on, go on with life. If, if something like the rose has been completely split open and needs to be replaced and it's like old friends dying, but new friends coming in to me, it's this whole romantic. Yeah, no, it's constant for me, you know, um, even as a lance professional, I, I learned, I've learned so much from my own garden and it's evolved so much where things have been successful. Things haven't been successful. Um, I have a, I have a terrible situation with, with rabbits Mm -hmm. that have devoured a lot of my perennials. Um, and so, um, having, or, um, knowing what plants that they avoid or setting up mechanisms that, (laughs) that either keep the, the pests out or, um, redirect the pests. Um, it's all part of it, just depending on the level of, of gardening you want to, um, or cultivation that you want to take place in your, on your property. Right. Or, but having someone on your team who knows these things is, is key, right? Cause that'll save a lot of time and yeah, money. Yeah. And I think, I think the, the role of collaboration um, with an architect, the client and the landscape can really, can really um, change and influence the architecture or influence, you know, how windows are, what kind of views are directed where and what type of light is moving across the garden and into the house. And um, mm-hmm. all that is kind of this, this extension of, of the home and thinking of the property as your home. Yeah. I like to think about the views out of windows because here in New England, we spend a good portion of the year inside looking out. And a lot of it, even in the winter, one of my favorite things to design is a winter landscape or thinking about what is that going to look like going from the car to the house all all winter. And there are things that you can, um, to me, the skeletons of certain plants are kind of fun the way they gather ice, you know, what they look like. They're still there all winter. Yes. It's not like we don't have an exterior to, to deal with. And so I don't know, I just, just thinking about how what you actually see out the windows to me is really important and brings some of just nature inside and absolutely i mean i think of of landscapes as kind of three-tiered levels um kind of that canopy level and then that intermediate level and then the ground plane Mm. and all of that you know depending on where it's placed and where it's moved around in the garden um can have such an influence on what you experience when you look out the window whether it's 
setting a, a tree that attracts birds that has a small fountain component um, can be amazing with regard to attracting activity that not only is important in the summer, in the fall when birds migrate through your garden, moving on to other places, and even in the winter, um, having that as kind of a component or an activity that's going on in the garden is just is just astounding and mm. can be incorporated into into your landscape. I was I was thinking last summer listening to all the birds when I was on the vineyards there were slightly different bird sounds than I have here mm. in Arlington and um and then I thought why don't I ever really wonder what these birds are saying because they're saying something and they're so <laughs> loud what are they saying? And then I started listening with some of those apps. Now you have apps for birds and apps for plant finder apps that are amazing that you can just take a photo of the, of the plant. And then it just tells you what the plant likely is. No, it's fantastic. The whole technology around that is just really wonderful. Um, And even like going out and like, you know, even looking at the stars um, from your landscape, all those apps are just amazing. And, They're great for home use and travel. And one thing I also wanted to mention with your garden renovation, do you have a second home? Are you there in the summer? Are you traveling extensively? You know, those are things that you should begin to think about too relative to your lifestyle Mm. and um, may influence the kind of garden that you um, want to have, like expressing spring before you go off somewhere to another Mm -hmm. place. Um, that can all have implications on how you take on a renovation or a design. That's true. One thing about the installation of new landscapes, it really takes um, a two-year growing period for that plant to be established. And that really requires um, extra watering and extra care relative to how you maintain that until that plant gets established. So mm. it is kind of a long-term view with regard to your investment. That is true, but it's so worth it. If you're giving a timeline, it seems like this could be a multi-year, you know, spending a year observing your property, finding the right person to work with you, and then installing it. And it, you you don't have the density that people think you will have right away because the plants need to grow into their space. And so that might take two or three or even five years, maybe, depending. Yeah, so, absolutely. So... Not expecting it to be done all at one time, I guess, would be another. Yeah, I mean, um, often you can have a, a landscape architect or designer develop a master plan um, such that maybe there's a portion of the property that you do invest in. Um, and then you take on another portion of the property at another time. So those little pieces become one big package and one big wonderful space um, and landscape over time. Um yeah. Typically, you know, in New England, of course, um, you know, March, April is when landscape contractors um, are really itching to provide services. So having a design in place um, can help get better pricing um, when those landscape contractors are, are eager to, um, take on, to take on projects. So as you say, now is a really nice time to start thinking about, you know, engaging with a designer um, for that for that spring installation. And spring and fall are a great time for installing plantings. Um, heart, like landscape ele- 
elements such as structures or walls. They can be installed in the shoulder seasons or the dead of summer, um, depending on temperature or frost depth. So there's different aspects of what can be built or installed depending on the time of the year and also, of course, where you live. Right. There's just so many opportunities that homeowners can take advantage on their prop of their property and making it, thinking of it as um, a place to be in. And especially now in these times, being out, outdoors um, is important. Um, and having, having that experience really with family or friends um, can provide like a, a safe and wonderful environment um, to be in. So think about that um, as you move forward. And especially if you're doing a home renovation, I think the landscape has a large part to play in that role. Definitely. Well, thank you, Carol. I really appreciate your time today. And I know that you have a busy weekend. So thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. It was, it was great talking to you and I wish everybody out there the best and enjoy your gardens and enjoy your landscapes. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And thanks again to Carol for joining me. So you may know that I am working on a series called Renovation Stories, which features homeowners who have fun or dramatic or interesting stories to tell about their own renovation. So if you think your story would be a good match for my podcast, send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And I've gotten a few episode suggestions at that email address. I appreciate those, and I'm working on getting guests for those uh, suggested episodes. So keep those suggestions coming. Also, if you like this podcast, you could subscribe if you don't already subscribe. It's free, as you probably know. And if you could tell maybe three of your friends about it and maybe leave a review, that would be that would be great. I don't know how it helps, but somehow it helps. You could join my Facebook group. Honestly, I don't know what's going on with Facebook these days, but go ahead and join that group if you're on Facebook a lot. I lately have been on TikTok a lot at The House Maven, where I am meeting all sorts of interesting people who are undergoing these renovations. Also on Instagram. Instagram, I'm at Talking Home Renovations, TikTok on The House Maven. And you could join my mailing list where I send out a newsletter every week with some additional information about the show or pertaining to the show. All these will be in the show notes, so you can check those out. And as always, this episode was sponsored by my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. This podcast is a member of Design Network. You can see the other podcasts that are in this network at designnetwork.org. Well, until next time, take care.